Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and I'm sitting in my office looking at my screen at the beautiful Carly Dobbs, who has been on the podcast before and comes with a very fresh perspective today around ADHD. Welcome, Carly. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be back on the podcast. How long do you reckon we've known each other now? What would you guess it is? Uh, Four or so years. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually met through the podcast um, and then... I came out and worked with you in your home and then you came and worked for me for a while. In the last couple of years, we've been on a pretty similar journey around ADHD. Um, so before we dive into the, the starting question around ADHD, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about Carly. Okay. Um, I am a, a mum of two, um, married, so... Uh, fairly nuclear, I'd say unusual in that we are that uh, typical family of four. I work full-time, a corporate job in the the office some days, work from home some days, as is the norm post-COVID, but I was actually doing that pre-COVID as well, so it wasn't much of an adjustment for me. Uh, I guess... um, in terms of how we align, you know, I've, I've got a strong sense of values. Um, my family is uh, fairly quiet. Uh, we're all a bit introverted. We like to do our thing and not have too much in the calendar, uh, which in a lot of ways is going against the grain, um, as is what you do with decluttering. But I think that's becoming more and more common in the conversations mm. I'm having with other families. Uh, and... I guess that's it in a nutshell. It's probably something a lot of uh, others can relate to with uh, kids in school, extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. um, both of us working and, and the household life admin side. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm more and more noticing how much our family enjoys just being home, the four of us. 
And then when we do do something, we're really intentional about what it is rather than just kind of constantly filling our calendars. Yes. It's nice. All right. So first question is, do you have ADHD? Do you work with ADHDers? Do you live with ADHDers or all of the above? Uh, most of the above. So <laughs> Tell me I, about it. I have ADHD uh, and uh, as does uh, one of my children. Um, it's a, a cool chance to talk to the podcast and have that relationship because the link comes from the art of decluttering. Um, and I'll, I'll tell a story because I was on the way to do a decluttering job with you, Amy. And I guess also a bit of history there is, you know, obviously I had you um, over to help me declutter and then spoke about being really interested in it and did some work as well with you. Uh, so I was listening to the podcast uh, and had left one episode and hadn't listened to it because I thought, well, that doesn't apply to me. And it was the one titled ADHD. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, on the way to the job with you, went, oh, I've run out of podcasts to listen to. I'll listen to this one. Um, and you can put a link or something in the show notes. It was about seven minutes in um, where the discussion turned to how it presents differently in women. And I had a moment where I had to pull my car over it because the, the light bulb was just there in everything. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is me. Um, and I'd circled around it in the past a few times at uni when I'd really been struggling with focus and, you know, people were like, oh, you need, you know, it's, it's ADHD, you need Ritalin. No, I don't. I'm not hyperactive. That's not me. Um, but that description is where it fell into place. And I think I showed up and said, Amy, I think I have ADHD. <laughs> and I probably said, I think I might too. <laughs> yeah, you looked at me and said, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that was really funny because then I sort of went into looking into it further and um, progressed down the path of getting a diagnosis, you know, because the more I read, the more it just made sense mm. um, about um, life for me. Um, always done well at those things that were, think, you know, think differently. Um, the challenges that required a bit of lateral thinking or problem solving. Um, so I knew inherently that, I thought a bit differently to the majority of my peers, mm. um, but I didn't know why until then. Uh, so having had my diagnosis, I then noticed the same traits in one of my children, which I think is the opposite to a lot of families where it's the parent filling in the checklist for the child and going, oh, hang on. Yeah. Um, but it was the other way around for me. And so that's been helpful, I guess, in terms of noticing that early and having um, an understanding around it as well. Mm. Um, and a lot of the strategies, I guess, that are recommended as well, I had naturally fallen on mm. throughout my study and my career, which just sort of reinforced it to my mind. Um, and was I was confident that there sort of wasn't other things I could have been doing that hadn't because I landed on those strategies, but it was interesting. Yeah, it's um I was interviewing Carolyn, who I can't remember if her episode has dropped yet or if it comes after yours, but she talks about managing ADHD, that it's a combination often of pills and skills. And it found sounds yeah. like for you the skills you actually had been developing pre-diagnosis because you were you're a really successful 
um, you know, in your career. What did you study at uni? What was the course? Uh, so I studied uh, a double engineering degree, um, mechanical and aerospace engineering. So when people say it's not rocket science, um, had a rocket science subject. Um, <laughs> I've also done a master's in a related area since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess on face value, um, yes, I've done well academically and at work, um, but that wasn't really reflected in my self-esteem because mm. I always felt um, not imposter syndrome, but just um, there was a lot of roundabout ways of getting there that others wouldn't have seen. That you had to work differently or work harder to get there, do you mean, or something different? Yeah, both. Differently, um, harder in some things. And I think when I was explaining it to my child, because you don't know how things are for other people (laughs) saying you know what you are working really hard to do is not that hard for your peers was how I explained it yes like you're doing well and I can see that you are trying and everything is great but actually you have to try a lot harder Mm. um, than some of your classmates and so it was more that side Uh of things um a lot of the the things I fell on and we we might get to this later anyway but um, you know, I work in bursts. There's nothing like a good bit of hyper-focus, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, for right. a deadline. Uh, you know, so I would work in bursts but then feel really bad when I wasn't working. But I did know that about mm-hmm. myself, that I will get things done quickly yeah. um, with the, the right motivation. And so I came to rely on that um, and it means now I can just intentionally structure my calendar that way rather than... Yeah. So do you intentionally happen. structure deadlines or do you intentionally structure bursts or both? Uh, bursts, but uh-huh. um, the deadlines part, I guess, is job suitability. So, uh, yeah. you know, I've done a range of roles over the years and the ones where it's just come in and do sort of work at a fairly constant pace do not work for me at all. And so I looked boring, at my peers, like I couldn't understand how my colleagues loved that. Um yep. You know, for them it was certainty. For me, absolutely, um, and manageable, and not stressful, and um, predictable, and like. But they're excellent at it. It's not that they're boring; they're excellent at it. They're great at it. But for me, I couldn't focus on it. Um, So, so roles that have short deadlines, you know, tasks Mm. that you need to turn around quickly, um, and things that are varying and are a little bit different each time, uh, suit me really well because I can do that. Um, do you have so combined type? I do have combined type. Mm-hmm. Um, I assumed inattentive because I'm quite a sedentary person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like to sit and read. I never did a lot of sport. Uh, so I couldn't relate to the stereotype of yeah. the hyperactive child. Um, but when someone explained it to me as hyperactivity of the mind, it made perfect sense. <laughs> you went, oh, yes, yeah. okay, yes. <laughs> um, body's not doing much because the mind is completely absorbed. So yeah. um, I have combined type in some of the things. Um, yeah, just I, I do fidget constantly, um, mm-hmm. as do my children. Um, yeah. I have to be doing something else in order to focus. Oh, um, 100%. So do you have... 
You got something in your hand at the moment? This is what I do. I've got. I have pens that I can pull You've apart and put back together. Ready oh, to excellent. Them in I'm meeting rooms. Boiling. Yep, excellent. <laughs> um, at school, I used to shred bookmarks and notebooks. Like I'd sit there. Oh. While I was reading a book, I'd be shredding a, a bookmark. Um, these days, you know, the teachers bring out the bucket of fidgets and hand them to the kids and I'm like oh that's amazing that's what I needed yeah Yeah. um but there is that need to be doing something Uh moving or something with my hands to help focus um lecture theatres were really tricky for me yeah torture they were quite cramped and you had to sit still and nowhere to move yeah it often it was physical discomfort I felt Uh sitting still midway in um and I was there at lectures physically, um, but to say, yes, I showed up to every lecture but did not hear a word after the first two minutes. Yeah, um, which means then you've got something. to do so much extra to get the marks because you're like this is one of the challenges and one of my kids really has this with that inattentive side of his combined. He's really smart. Like his IQ is very high but he finds it really hard to – get it out or it's hard to take it in and then to get it out so you got to work harder to prove like I I, do, I know this I do know yeah. this I can learn um yeah but saying you know I mean socially it's not acceptable to say well I just wasn't listening to that entire <laughs> lecture no idea where my mind went but it wasn't here yeah. um you know so I, I wouldn't ever say that at the time it was just oh no I was there I was at every lecture I just Mm -hmm. you know went blank um yeah so that took yeah a lot um my marks for my first semester of the um double engineering degree were there were six subjects I had three fails and three distinctions oh that is such a great description (laughs) of it it's one of the most clear cases I think the um professional that diagnosed me said I normally see them but this is really clear cut. Pick the three subjects I was interested in. Yeah. Um, you know, and at the time, career <laughs> counselling, again, it was, oh, maybe these are the ones that you need to work harder at and, mm-hmm. and do more study. And when you look at them, they actually weren't the harder ones academically. Yeah. Some of them were the easy ones and so I was bored. Um, yes. Yeah. So and that's often the case when you've got a really intelligent ADHD is actually showing me the easy way to do it isn't necessarily the best. Sometimes yeah. we make things more complex for the joy of doing the more complex thing. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love a problem to solve. Yeah. Oh, you are an excellent problem solver. I think there's a business. When, I'm, when my body no longer allows me to be a professional organiser, <clears throat> I have like this idea of creating a problem-solving like helpline and people literally just call and say, like, so there's different arms. Like an engineer might call and say, this is the problem I've got and I just need fresh eyes. And so you'd be on the other end. You're like, tell me a few things that I don't. Half an hour, you're like, here's 10 solutions. Come back and let me know if none of them work because I've got plenty more. And someone yeah. with a kid can call and someone who's building a house can call and a business person. Like, because we love problem solving. Like, give us a few major dot points and we'll, we've will we we're on our road. Like it's, so we can work together yeah. when we're old ladies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> our retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Sounds ADHDers good. talk about the shame of knowing what to do and just not being able to do it. 
have so this is like a, a triple barreled question have you encountered that yourself and if you have have you worked out any ways to ask for help without putting shame on yourself and then let's talk about body doubling as part of that as well yes is that too many questions only one for an ADHD no. <laughs> um there, there's definitely the element of knowing what what to do and uh-huh. just not being able to get started um I recognize that now as when I'm overwhelmed uh-huh. so if I'm not taking care of myself and you know the symptoms get too much having that that feeling and when it happens more often that's a sign that I'm in overwhelm and uh-huh. some things need to come off um, the plate and the list of things to do so I'm I'm not as harsh on myself now um, I right. absolutely used to be um, I don't think I've had others label me that way it's more my self-esteem because uh-huh. again I've often covered you know yeah and done the socially acceptable thing um the, what yeah body doubling is is a really good one um that is talked about in ADHD communities online as something a lot of them offer I think you can pay to be in rooms with them um, but hearing the term made a lot of sense to me because I used to go to the library to study at uni and I, I had this, you know, internal conversation of why can't I do this at home? Why am I picking up all my books, going to the library to sit next to someone to study it? Like I could be doing this at home, but I couldn't. I'd sit at home and I wouldn't get it done. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why just the physical presence of someone near me studying made me able to study. But that's oh. I've now got a label for it, which is body doubling. Um, it's a, I, an accountability thing. Um, and in that instance, well. not even formal accountability or the other person doesn't even know they're being your accountability. No, it's just a let's all go to the library and study. And I would say yes, because I learned that for me, that's how I would study more mm. effectively. For some others, it might have been bouncing ideas or working through problems. Um, but it was for me, it was having some, some others there that were studying. Um, so one of the challenges yeah. I can foresee for um, early 20s Carly that she doesn't foresee the future of having small children when there is no body doubling for a lot of the tasks that you do as a mum, whether you're a stay-at-home mum or you're working full-time, when you're a parent you are often having to self-motivate, do things on your own. What did that look like when life changed and you had people around but they weren't that helpful? (laughs) Yeah, great question. Um, And it's interesting because I hit overwhelm again um, at, at child number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, you know, there's been a few times um, throughout my life I can now see in hindsight um, doing a double degree whilst also working um, after hours in retail to pay for the private pilot's licence I was doing probably was a little bit too much. And a little I would, bit ambitious. You know, and it would all fall apart and I would hit overwhelm and not be able to do anything or know where to yeah. start and then strip everything off my plate and then get bored and then get another job and start the cycle. The boom and um, bust. Yeah, and, and it, it's happened again and it's it's probably something that everyone 
deals with, but I guess in ADHD, you're very much in the moment. Uh Um, And so, yeah, child number two, that was the tipping point for I could kind of manage my life admin and work and I could manage it, you know, um, when I got married. Having said that, also um, my husband does a lot of that and we have probably one of the most equal shares of those household tasks of any of our friends that I can think of. Uh Um, But it's still a lot, you know, there's other family members and other birthdays and things to remember. And then having to do it for the kids and doing doctor's visits, medical forms and school stuff, that was the tipping point for me where it all just came apart. Um, And I couldn't understand why I had literally a degree in rocket science, but the thought of climbing a mountain was easier than the thought of packing a lunchbox or a bag to go to the park for a play date. I just I couldn't get my head around that those steps. Yeah. And I had others, you know, going to three different kids parties or play dates in a day and I, I mm-hmm. couldn't get my head around one. Yep. Um, yep. And I just thought I I suck at adulting. Um, yeah. Yeah. But finding out, oh no, those things actually aren't that hard for other people. Uh, was a, a game changer in how I saw things as well. Um, so, yeah, body doubling now um, looks different, um, but that's why I, I called you in. Again, without knowing it, it was, I know what I need to do to declutter and organise. I don't know why I can't do it. Yep. So I'll get you in. Um, and it was having someone else there. Mm. It was a, It was a deadline as well because we had a day day booked yeah um but it was also having having you there um alongside just to to kick me into gear and you know yeah because make the decisions I knew what had to happen there had to be someone else there yeah it's a really productive session with ADHDers because you're not having to do as much of the um, mindset coaching as you would with someone without ADHD and the energy is often there because it's exciting, it's new, there's a new person, you're moving things, you're using like big body motions and then often because the project has started, you get momentum. So often, often, often ADHDers will say, after you left, I like I had a, I had a Coke and then I kept going for another four hours. <laughs> Yeah, because I knew what to do then. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the momentum as well. Um, and I'll do that now, um, you know, smaller tasks where, a, you know, a friend will be doing something at home. I'm going to clean up, you know. One of my friends will tell me she's cleaning up the pantry and send before and after photos. And I'm like, great, I will do it today as well. Oh, that's awesome. Because if I wait, I won't. But knowing that there's someone else doing it, again, it's the – Remote body doubling, I guess, where mm. we send update messages or a photo. Um, so there is, is that side of it. Is it competitive for you? Like you're quite a competitive person, but I would say from from what I know of you, your competitiveness is self-competitiveness. Like you're not, you don't come across like someone who wants to beat everybody else, but you're very driven to be the best Carly you can. So how does that work when you're body doubling doing the same thing? Is it competitive or is it that motivation you need? It's motivation. Um, no, yeah. That's a really uh, good analysis. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm not competitive with others really at all. Um, yeah. yeah, it is about um, my own sense of drive, absolutely. Mm. Um, so the whole make it a competition, you know, with decluttering or yeah. those sorts of things, make it a game, don't really work well to motivate me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more just having someone else knowing what I'm doing or that mirroring yeah. effect is mm. all it is. Um, and I would say it, it's almost the opposite of competitiveness where if someone I know won't judge and others know that yeah. I won't judge them. Yep, um, yep. Yeah. So. so it's more community actually than competitiveness. Yeah, definitely. Trust yep. and, yeah. Yep. Don't, I'm just having like a, a brainwave. I reckon I should run body doubling days for decluttering where people, no matter where they yeah. are, can and there's like a two-hour block and it's a set thing, like it's bathroom day and you log in and we're all on Zoom and we're all doing it and we're sending photos, updates, and you're getting the access to a professional organiser because you can like show a photo and go, this is the drawer I'm really stuck with, but you're doing the work with a group of people. Like going yeah. to study at the library. That's it. Because that's, I think generally we do know what it is mm. that we need to do. It's the incentive or the dopamine yep. or whatever to do it. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to write that down while I remember, Carly, because otherwise I will completely forget. But I like the idea of it because, um, I think there's lots of clients that are like, I don't, I don't really need you out for four hours, but I just don't have the motivation to tackle under the kitchen sink. Yeah, yeah. And the the short pod- podcasts were great um, for, mm. you know, section at a time, drink yeah. bottles, those sorts of things because they were um, something I could do when I had on my own time but with a bounds around it and a guide. Yeah. Um, I guess. I'm loving uh, doing I those think, short episodes. Yeah. The ADHD series is definitely not the shorter episodes, <laughs> but they will be back as soon as the series is done because I think I've got so much feedback how people are finding it really helpful. Yes. Yeah, they mm. are. Um, that's been, you know, again, I have worked with you and decluttered other people's houses and done big mm-hmm. sessions, but it still gets out of hand. Yeah. Here and having yeah. a reminder to go back and do drawers. I listen mm-hmm. and then I do them um, myself, that's and that's been really useful. Mm. And that's it, it is constant. Um, we brought a lot of things into our house in COVID. We're in Victoria yeah. as well. We had a mm-hmm. lot of lockdowns. Um, we brought a lot of stuff in to try and compensate for everything being yeah. closed, and getting that back out is hard. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot, you know, of the things kids have brought home from school and that side of clutter as well that I just haven't had the time to get my head around. Mm-hmm. Um, so our house at the moment is, you know, not fantastic. Yep. I'll be honest. There's, you know, surfaces that are covered in Lego that drive me crazy every time I walk <laughs> past them. But it's also not a priority for my time right yeah. now when I'm not at work or, yep. um you know, doing other things. So I'm okay with that. Um, but for everyone listening, please don't think our house is decluttered or perfect or even close. <laughs> no, no one's yeah. house is perfect. I've got um, all the team in Melbourne coming for dinner at my house tonight. And when, you know, when someone's coming over, you're more aware of it. Imagine having seven professional organisers over for dinner. 
<laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's out of place. Oh, how long's that been there for? Wow, I didn't even remember putting that there in that corner. And <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. things that's quite unique um, about our conversation so far as I haven't spoken to somebody on the show that has ADHD but works full-time in a sedentary office corporate role. What are some extra challenges for you in that but what are some strategies that you use um, in your corporate role and then I want to hear about some strategies you use at home as a full-time worker. Yeah um I will say I'm I am full time at the moment, but I have um, just been on a part time arrangement, and I'm on a flexible work arrangement. Awesome. So um, it's definitely not nine to five office. I work around school pickup and drop offs, and and my motivation levels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dropping my hours and dropping my hours part time before I realised I had ADHD, thinking. I'm doing too much and if I do less maybe I could focus and there was no right amount um, Mm -hmm. and have realised it's actually nothing to do with how many hours I work. It's what I do in those and how I structure them that makes the difference. Um, So, yes, it's corporate but for me I'm I'm not going to sit there and stare at a screen if I'm not at my best. Um, That's brilliant. What a great workplace to work with you on that. Yeah. They, they are great um, and I've also been speaking up about it more as well in mm. terms of what I need to be productive because being the one who work, walks out the door first can actually be hard. Really you know, hard. A lot of the time in that environment it's easy to be the one who stays there mm-hmm. um, but to be the one that says, you know, I'm going, I'm going for pickup. Um, I was one of the, I don't know, Yahoo or Google execs that said the leaving loudly um, yes, example, um, which I really took on board 
okay. and make sure I do and have a really supportive team who also um, is the same in their view. But mm. um, for me, it's it's working with that and, you know, there's always meetings and emails, but there's times of the day that I'm better able to mm-hmm. do particular things. Yep. Um, so, and setting aside time again to do the big writing tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sometimes do you break I don't them know. down or do you just wait for the news? Um, I don't break them down, but I know, you know, if I am, you know, in that super productive hyper focus, mm-hmm. I don't mess with it because that's yeah, yeah, how yeah. I get things done. Yeah. Um, I don't try and force it either. Uh, yes, great. So, you know, having a meeting because I'm at that point where I need to bounce ideas or have a break away from the computer um, to time it appropriately is good. I try mm-hmm. not to do really long ones because they don't work for me. Um, music is one of the other strategies. Mm-hmm. I I forget and then I remember that music is helpful Um for me, it's always been something, listening to music has always helped me study um, and learn. It helps me focus at work. So I just have um, ear pods in a lot of the time um, at home as well, though. You know, again, I forget, oh, I just want to get something done, but I'm not feeling motivated. Putting on some mm. loud music will help me stay on track, whether it's cooking, decluttering, you know, drafting emails at work. Um, yeah, that's something for me that's always been strong. Can um, it be music with lyrics? I asked Jodie this a couple of weeks ago when I had her on because she uses music too. And I, I don't because I think I would just stand there and sing to myself. But you can have both things going. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone and it's mm. that right level to help you stay focused without distraction mm-hmm. and that's going to be highly individual and for me um I listen to Metallica a lot of the time I love it that is so <laughs> not what I thought you would say <laughs> um and a, a lot of people would be surprised by that a lot of people who know me well would not be at all surprised but it's yeah. got the right beat for me it's fast mm-hmm. enough that it keeps me focused oh my um so there's something about the tempo yeah, that is right, um, and the and fullness I like of it. that music, like it's um, energetic. Yes, so a lot of, um, and you can go on Spotify. You know, there's playlists for ADHD. A lot of them I'd like techno or duff duff mm-hmm. kind of, which for me hasn't been right. Yep. Um, but the, you know, old school way of oh, listen to Mozart while you're studying or classical was too slow. You know, I tried that. It didn't work for yeah. me. A yeah. um, bit of a hint that it might be ADHD and not something else is if music with a faster beat is what works for <laughs> you like rather than the slow and chilled <laughs> or silence. Yeah. Um, yeah, find what works. But when you know what works, and again, I forget and I'll go through stages where it's mm. been months and, oh, that's right. I haven't been listening to music. So that I, here's my suggestion for you is you need to ask your Google Home to remind you like once a month, hey, yeah. Kelly, don't forget you love listening to Metallica. And then you're like, oh, play my Metallica playlist. Yeah. 
And it's a playlist I, I add to over time um, with mm. ones that work well. Metallica is one of them. There's a few others. That's great. Bit of Green Day, bit of Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. Certain yeah. songs as well. So some songs I find girls. too intrusive mm-hmm. um, with the lyrics uh, and some songs are too slow or boring. So it's yeah. finding the right ones that help. And yep. when I do find them, I just add them. I've got a playlist now, which is like a, a work work playlist. And I know that's mm. the one I can put on. That's brilliant. So that's my main tip. Um, you Before we started recording, you were mentioning you use your Google Home um, to help manage your ADHD alongside managing the household. What are some ways that you use that tool? Uh, one of the main ones, and I got this off another ADHD podcast, was setting up morning routines and evening Mm -hmm. routines so it will tell us when to do things to get out of the house on time Uh, it's actually and it's built in for those of you that have google and hopefully me saying it doesn't trigger everyone's devices um okay google leave a review for the out of decluttering podcast in 20 minutes (laughs) now everybody's google is going to remind them and don't don't sneeze at people don't sneeze it (laughs) Sorry, that was cheeky. You go. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So, yeah, I have it. So there's actually a function that says help me leave the house on time. And I've set that up so that it tells the kids to start their breakfast. It tells me to have my medication. Um, It then says, you know, 20 minutes left, finish breakfast. It turns off the TV. So I use the TV in the morning because it helps me track time. Yep. I know what show is on. I know when yep. we have to leave. I used leave. to do that with the kids for little. Yep. Yeah. It now will turn off the TV itself after oh. the show. And then um, using music, when there's five minutes to go, it plays like a really upbeat, you know, party rockers or something to help us get energised, put shoes and socks on, tells the kids to brush their teeth and then tells us it's time to go. So using that has wow. been really good. Um, but because of ADHD, it's now been a term and I need to change it because it's boring. Kids uh, like, yes. oh, this song, yep. oh, the timing. So it's yeah. actually now I need to change up the timing a little bit. I need to change the music and the instructions. And is that a setting too that you repetitive. can you set, the, you set it kind of up in settings or something, do you? Yeah, so it's, it's, up, it's in routines anyway with a... Mm-hmm. I think suggestions okay um but for me I found the things I'm saying every morning like can you finish your breakfast Mm. you have to finish because we have to go soon can you have your puffer it now tells the child with asthma um okay I think I'm gonna have your puffer so those things and when it's coming from not from me from the Mm -hmm. device it's somehow not nagging (laughs) yes and it's also expected like it's not um oh mum didn't see that I had already had my puffer it's yeah oh that just says that I've I need to it. do it yep um mm. and you forgot to tell me I you know that I had to brush my hair or had to put my shoes yeah. on um and it's like well yeah I forget <laughs> oh, that's so good so Jodie was sharing in the episode that um I recorded with her about she's got a morning playlist and so it kind of starts the day with um I can't remember if it's like, wake up a little Susie, wake up, like something like it's 
music that works with the activity. So then it's like uh, music about eating, then music about brushing your teeth. And I wonder, Jodie, because I know you'll be listening, maybe a Google Home can set that up. And I'm thinking where it would be super, super helpful for our family is at nighttime um, because all of us lose track of a night. We're pretty good, like at least most of us, three out of four, and not ever late for things because we're so hyper-focused on not being late because that causes undue anxiety, that that's not the problem. But at nighttime, like last night, I reckon we all didn't go to bed till after 12.30, but all of us thought it was like 10 o'clock. And so I heard each person go to bed and go, oh, my gosh, it's after midnight. And I thought we just need like a little Hey, Ravel family, it's 9.30, time to turn your screens off. Yeah. Something like that. And and we do that too, that, you know, not tracking passage of time if you're interested in something happens um, definitely in the evening where we're all on track and kids are having bath and they're having fun yeah. and playing in the bath and I'm doing something, you know, reading an article and suddenly we've gone from being fine to it being really late. Yes. And they're overtired and cranky. Um, so I've also, again, on, on the never ending list, but I plan to set it up for the evenings as well for the same reason. It just keeps us tracking. Can you have different um, docs say different things? Yeah. Like, can I have Let's a doc see. in Elijah's room that says, hey, Lige, time to wake up? But in Jesse's room, it might say, hey, don't forget to pack your sports bag. Yes. And you can have it remind like particular speakers. Like, so we have, oh, um, we don't have the screen in each room, but we will have the little, whatever it is, where it's just a speaker. Um, yep. So when one of them tells me I've got library tomorrow, I need to pack my library bag. And it's like, oh, remind me in the morning. I know I'll forget. I know they'll forget. So I now have the reminder set on Google to say, pack your library bag. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go get one. Um. There we You've go. sold okay. me. I need shares in that now. You, do. And you can do it with the others, you know, Alexa or whatever people use or probably yeah. even just your iPhone to actually mm. tell you something or send a message. You know, you can use Siri to draft messages when you're driving. You could send yourself a message or a reminder. But it's mm, I'm not remembering that. that you have those tools that you can use Correct. now. That's really yeah. true, actually, that it's it's like you almost need a list of the tools so when you're feeling stuck, you can scroll through and go, what are some tools that I haven't tried or used in a while that might be a bit novel? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think music is a bit like that. Um, one of the others, and this is um, one I use at work a lot, is I know I'll forget a conversation or to follow up on something. Mm. I just say to people now, can you email me? brilliant a reminder you know people say oh we'll, we'll meet up and we'll discuss this further and I just say I will probably forget <laughs> it's not intentional can you email yeah. me because I know then when I I'll see that when I go through my emails yeah daily um another tip um for me is soft copies of everything um or not keeping like copies of paperwork myself so the scripts are at the chemist now so I'm not looking for them at home it's like can you just have them here um there's 
occasionally the minor inconvenience of going to the chemist that has them, which is one that's just up the road from us anyway, mm. than potentially going to one of the others I occasionally went to when I was out and about. Um, mm. But the benefit is I'm never looking for a script. They just have a file there for us. And how it's do all you there. remember what, like how many repeats are left or if the they script is me. getting old? Uh, excellent. Awesome. Okay. They'll say, Great. by the way, this is your last repeat. You need to go and get a new script and I'll put it excellent. straight into my phone when yep. we're there. You know, One of the things I'm noticing. To have a script, get a new script, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way of doing it. One of the things I'm noticing is that um, for the things that you know, because you're self-aware and you think, I don't trust my own memory, right? So I don't trust my short-term memory to take it from short to long-term. And so I'm hearing a lot of, and so I just did it straight away. And so I emailed myself straight away. So I set a reminder straight away. So I, And I think ADHD is that is a really great tool because sometimes when you've got ADHD and your brain and your body are constantly on the go it can feel like you've got so many mental tabs open that your browser in your brain is about to explode and by doing things straight away you don't even open a browser and that's something that I've found is an incredible um, trick for me is I reduce my overwhelm significantly by Anything that I can do straight away, I will. Yeah. And even if it's not the highest priority, but I know that once it's done, it's done, it feels so good. It's not always efficient in the short term, but I find it efficient in the long term because it reduces my overwhelm and it reduces my to-do list and then yeah. I can be productive on the things that I need to be productive on. Does that make sense? It does. It's that um, you don't want things sitting out like for me you know, where do I put the paperwork I need to respond to because yes. out of sight is quite literally out of mind. Yep. But the clutter on the bench bothers me, it bothers my husband, mm -hmm. you know. And so then there's that stress of, well, if I put it somewhere, it has to be somewhere where I'll see it and then yeah. remember to do it. Um, so if you can remove that step, that's helpful. Um, even mm -hmm. things like I hadn't thought of the other day um, of, you know, I got a referral and I got a paper copy and then it was, I need to put it down somewhere where I won't lose it. I put it down, forgot to send it. <laughs> I could just have asked and, and now I've, I actually called the GP back and said, can you email this direct? Brilliant. And by the way, when I come in next time, can you just do that? For, for and after one? everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so remembering that I can do that and asking for that again mm. at the time. Um and then it's removing me from having to keep well, track of yeah, something. Right. And remember, it's the task is taking the task off um, my to-do list. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is if I've lost paperwork or an invite or, a, you know, whatever it is, the time mm. you lose trying to find it, <laughs> I'm now okay with just calling up and saying, can you send me another copy? Great you know it's so much quicker yep. and everyone's happy to mm -hmm. do that um than spending the time looking so if it's not in the first place and for me generally it is and I've just been in a panic and not seen it properly anyway yep um then I just accept that and call up and 
get another copy? And can you email it so that it's not a hard copy I have to keep track of? Yeah, hard copy. Search functions in emails are great. You can just click search and most things will show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I rely quite heavily on that now. Yeah, I think the search function in email, yesterday we got a referral. Um, Elijah had an appointment. He got a referral to see another, another physician. And as soon as I – so she printed it out. And as soon as I got home, I took a photo of it and emailed it to myself because I thought, yes, I can put it in my little spot where referrals go, but if I'll know where it is, I'll just forget to take it. Yes. And so then as soon as I took the photo, I'd emailed it to myself and I thought, oh, I'll just forward it to who it needs to go to now if they need the paper copy they can let me know but unlikely they will and so then I could file the referral and file it in my email because I'd actually done the thing with it and you're like oh again I did the things it was harder than just taking the paper to the next physician but I did it and that's more important yeah and then next time if you remember you can just ask them to email it direct yes at the same time yeah and email, even email it to me if I can't find the email of who it needs to go to or I haven't decided who the next specialist is, just to say, actually, just email it to me rather than print it. At least then, because I use my email as a kind of a to-do list. Yeah. And so then it's there and it's actionable and it's easy to pass on. Mm. Yeah, I love yes. it. What else around your home? Let's talk decluttering and organising specifically with primary age kids for you, working full time, How, what are some, what's some areas that are tricky or some tips and hacks that you use? Um, you've shared a heap. So have you got others that are, are useful? Uh, I would say, um, and this is, you've said it over and over, you know, having a home, um, but making it easy to put things away so clothes Mm -hmm. is one um that I don't really I don't control I guess I facilitate the kids will pick out clothes in the morning you know be it school uniforms or weekend Um, my husband does the laundry and Mm -hmm. often folds and puts it away um because that's what he does um enjoys it is better at it than me but having it really clear and easy to put away. So I have all the tops in one drawer. I have all the pants in one drawer. So he can just put them in really quickly and easily when mm. he's putting things away because you just throw all the pants in there and the kids then know, grab a top, grab pants. Yeah, great. Uh, label. For a while I labelled them uh, and if I change things around because they need more room or more drawers mm-hmm. for something, I'll label the new ones because oh, nice. so they there's can that get used to inbuilt it. habit where yeah. kids and husband will just look to where they were. Um, of so course, I think yeah. the visual of a label is really helpful in that respect. Um, what else? And there's no shame in using labels. I've worked with plenty of um, successful, professional, capable adults who will label their cutlery, crockery, everything because – they find it stressful to remember. And so just by having like plates go here, when the cupboard's empty and they pull out the plates and they go, I don't remember where they go, it's, it literally says it. And even if you feel a bit self-conscious when someone else comes over, like how many times are people opening up your cupboards and if they're friends that can open your cupboards, they don't care. In fact, they're probably yeah. grateful for the cue. Yeah. 
it's easy to know where to grab a plate or a, yeah. a cup or whatever from. Uh, I, yeah, I think labels are really good. Uh, I, I would say cu- cupboards in general um, are great for us mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, again, for me, out of sight is out of mind. But at the same time, I hate visual clutter around yeah. the place. I hate things on bench tops that I really find it hard to settle in and work, uh, you know, as does my husband and kids, I think. So a cupboard door that you can close is great. I have my mm. uh, work from home set up now in a cupboard, which, you know, you can laugh about that it's closeted in. I've put mirrors on the doors so I don't feel too trapped in there yeah. means I can have things set out as I'm doing them and I can shut the door that's so brilliant because that's, that's what I was going to ask how do you looking messy exactly yeah. so you've got the visual cleanliness but you haven't had to pack away every single thing and then forget where you're up to yes how do you do that like I know you're quite crafty how do you do that with sewing or with like a kid something they're in the middle of playing with how do you manage that non-visual clutter but I'm in the middle of a project? That's harder um, and also due to the size of our house. We're mm-hmm. in quite a small place yep. so we don't have rooms or other cupboards we could do that in. Although I have done it in the kids' rooms. So uh, the, there's dolls, like my daughter's got quite a big um, doll, I don't know, like a, our generation American girl size. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So the, all the bits that go with that are quite big and she likes to have that and play with it. So that's set up now in a cupboard. She, you know, has two that's sets great. of built-ins and the clothes are in one side and the other side has the the doll's house and, like, Lego down one side as well and mm. you can, she can play and then we can close the cupboard doors. That's great. Um, I'd probably do that more if I could as well in terms of space. I think that tip is going to, like there's going to be listeners all over the world going, oh, my goodness, that is a brilliant idea. Like put the thing in the wardrobe behind the cupboard. Like that just makes so much sense. You could move your linen from your linen cupboard to under your beds and then use your linen cupboard for something like that. Like there's so many options um, yeah. You know, you could create a cupboard, couldn't you? Like you could actually put in shelving and have one of those where the, you know, the horse stable is that your child wants to play with all the time that they never want to pack up. Yeah, and I, I have thought about it for other things in terms of the linen cupboard being like shelves for Lego mm. aromas or whatever. Uh, we have a, we do have a lot of Lego in our house as well. Um, kids love it. Hubby loves it. Just the kids? Yeah. I was gonna... <laughs> Hubby loves it and I love building Ikea, which we've previously spoken about yeah. because my dream job, so you've called me up, is we have a heap of Ikea to put yeah. together. <laughs> yes, I'll be there. Um, so, you know, lockdown sanity was he did Lego and I built Ikea to house the Lego and we were both happy. That's the um, best. I want to do both though. I want to come over and hang out with both of you and do the Lego and then do the Ikea. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think cupboards is good if you have the space. The sewing is a hard one. Uh, mm. and again, ADHD, you ask what my hobby is and it's like, oh, jack of all trades, master of yeah. none. I like to do a bit well, of sewing. Or master of all. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like sometimes I, I ADHD is out, but you know, they're good at all the things. 
Um, but it, I'll go again, I'll go through bursts where I'll sew a bunch of things and then the sewing machine will go away and it won't come out for mm-hmm. you know, six months, a year and the same with the crochet and the same with the knitting and yep. the crafts. So that is a hard one uh, in terms of having space and having you know I think it's hard to justify a dedicated craft room because there's not one craft we'll do a bunch of different things for a little bit at a time um and I I don't have a solution for that at the moment my sewing Mm. machines are covered up um it's it's tricky because away yeah yeah because you almost need a, a home for everything behind a cupboard door but the like a space that is say downstairs next to your favorite chair that's the current project but with a sewing machine that's a bit hard you can't really bring the machine down but you could have I'm really into crocheting at the moment and so you have just the crocheting next to you but when you kind of realize "Mm, I'm not really doing that anymore that goes back into its home and the next thing comes out um but yeah it's it's a challenge I'm open to solutions uh Mm. for small spaces from others I think though I am more okay with having a bunch of hobbies and not always following through with it. Yep. Uh, and one of the coaches I had a while ago said something along the lines of if you're, you know, sowing seeds in the garden, you don't expect them all to take. So mm. you, you throw extra out there. That's great. You're not sure what hobby will stick. So try a bunch. They're not all going to take, mm. you know, that's okay. So I'm okay now with a lot of, having the unfinished project or having the hobby oh, I did yeah. for a bit but I don't want to do anymore yeah uh, it's the well I was seeing what whether or not it would take and if it hasn't um I guess I'm easier on myself about letting that go because I it serves the too, purpose of yeah trying yeah that's it it's about the purpose like I love doing puzzles I've always even as a really little kid and have just always loved it but it's not always about doing the completing the puzzle and it Cal can't understand it is that sometimes I'll get a puzzle out and I'm an hour in and I've got all the border done and I'm like you know a third of the way through and I'll be like ah I'm satisfied and I'll put it away and I'll just break it all up and put it back in the box he's like what are you doing it's like you have to finish it I was like no I don't the purpose was that I wanted to do a puzzle I didn't need to complete it it was in the process or colouring in I love, but I I'm, I don't have the patience to do a whole colouring in, but I might just do one corner of it, rip it out of the book and put it in the recycling bin because the purpose has been met. I, I wanted to colour. I didn't need to finish. Yes. <laughs> and it's a really freeing um, mindset to go, oh, okay, so I don't, I don't have to be like all in. I could just do what I want for this. Colouring's a good one, actually. I have a little colouring in pad mm. next to my phone at work. Oh. So when I'm listening, again, need to be doing something yep. with my hands in order to focus, I can colour instead of I used to scribble all over notebooks mm-hmm. and things in meetings as well. And I'll do it for as long as I'm, you know, on the call or focusing on something. And when that's done, it's done. And they're little ones. I don't, I often don't finish them. Yeah, but that, that's not the point. It's about no, that's right. It helps me focus. It gives me something yeah. to do. So having those little things set up at the right place, like near the phone, yeah, has been helpful as well. 
That's super cool. Oh my gosh. Listeners, I know that you're going to have taken a heap of tips, tricks, eyes wide open. Oh my goodness. I never thought of that. That's going to be brilliant. Um, And I know that bringing Carly in to talk from a corporate full-time working, um, just a different perspective. Every ADHD that I've had on has brought a different perspective. And I think that that's the beauty of this series being about not just decluttering and organizing with ADHD, but it's about living intentionally and how do you live well? How do you make good decisions? Because all of that flows onto our enjoyment, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you thank for having you, thank me you on. So much. Um, it's been awesome. I hope some some of this has been helpful. I by no means feel like I have it together or even sorted most days there's the chaos factor that creeps yep. in um and so if nothing else I hope that's something others can relate to and know mm. there's not a perfect solution for anyone no and there's not even a perfect solution for you that you need to find the perfect solution yeah. shifts and changes and it's just finding the best you can with what you got yes so good listeners If you haven't listened to all the other ADHD episodes, make sure you do. Um, And until next week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.